Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We were talking about peace when yesterday's programme ended, Colin. We are, of course, looking at the characteristics of the Holy Spirit and seeing how those can become part of our character too. Now, is it therefore really possible, I know you're going to say yes, is it really possible to to have a deep sense of peace and well-being even in the midst of a storm? Most definitely. And... Uh... You see, this is what Jesus did when when uh, he appeared to the disciples in his risen body. They were shut away for fear of the Jews. Jesus had recently been crucified. And once the festival was over, uh, I think the disciples probably anticipated that there would be a hunt by the Jewish authorities for those disciples that were closest to him so that they too could be put to death. So it was not an easy situation. They were locked away, the scripture says, for fear of the Jews. And Jesus comes and stands in the midst of them and he says, peace be with you. Now he had given them a wonderful promise. He had told them that uh, the peace that he gave was not as the world gives. It's not worldly peace. Uh, It is a peace that is beyond understanding. It is a supernatural peace. It It is being able to be peaceful even in the midst of the greatest difficulty and adversity, opposition, persecution, whatever it may be. Now that's a quality, it's an enabling, it's a fruit of having the Holy Spirit living within you. And it isn't just that the peace of God will come upon you when you're in a particularly difficult situation. What God wants is for that peace to be living in us so that instead of reacting to difficult circumstances, we act in a very calm, cool, and measured way because we know the peace of God. We know the Jesus of whom the New Testament speaks. And we are absolutely confident and assured that if we put our trust in him, then he will come good by giving us whatever it is we need. There's going to be somebody listening to you, Colin, who's just absolutely lost their rag. They've lost their peace. They've lost their joy. They've lost their love. Now, I know in an ideal world we shouldn't do that. But what if we do? How can we refine that again? Well, you can ask God to forgive you, first of all. Um, but then you need to go beyond that and say, um, Lord Jesus, I submit my life afresh to the life and power of your Holy Spirit. I submit my mind, my thinking, my emotions, my feelings, even my will to be led and guided by you so that your plan and your purpose for my life is fulfilled. Now, you know, if you pray that kind of prayer from your heart, God is going to hear, God is going to heed what you say. He listens and he answers. Because that that is a prayer very much inspired by the Holy Spirit. That kind of prayer will be what the Holy Spirit inspires within you to pray. Now, that might come right counter, right up against everything that you're feeling and sensing in the natural. 
But what we're all faced with is this. Am I going to believe my natural feelings or am I going to believe what God says over and above my natural feelings? Am I going to put my confidence in him so that uh, his will and his purpose and his plan for my life can be fulfilled? Uh, Not because of what I'm trying and striving to accomplish in my own strength, but because I simply trust in the Holy Spirit. And if I trust in God, if I trust in the Holy Spirit, then his love, his joy, his peace, his kindness are going to come through in my life. You've used that word submission. Is that a real key? Yes. um, There's different ways in which we can express it. Yielding ourselves to him, surrendering ourselves to him, uh, placing ourselves under his authority, under his dominion. Uh, All these are, are... various words and phrases that we can use to describe the whole the 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 same thing and that is a life that is yielded to Jesus Christ you know if if i look at myself i may be inadequate in so many ways and and feel that i'm unable to cope with so many of the things that life throws against me yet if i remember that Christ is in me, the hope of glory. If I really trust and yield myself to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will not lead me in disaster. He will not lead me in failure. He will not lead me in frustration. He will lead me in the path of victory. He will enable me to overcome the circumstances that are causing all of my problems. And so, you know, in the last analysis, uh, the way for us all to live our Christian lives is to to submit, to yield to the greater life and power of the Holy Spirit that is within us. I mean, but, uh, let me put it this way. When, when you have received the Holy Spirit, you have God in you. Well, fancy having God in you and not taking any notice of his presence, not yielding to his power, not inviting him into the situations that you're trying to sort out and contend with. I mean, if you have God living in you, then how much better in your weakness to yield to him and to say, well, Lord, I don't know what to do in this situation, but you do, and I believe that you will lead me through it. Uh, You might say, Lord, I don't know what to say to these people, but the Holy Spirit can come good and give you exactly the right words to say. So there's no end to the practical outworking of the way in which God works in us and and through us by the power of his Holy Spirit. It is just a question of trusting him so that his life comes forth instead of our own lives. That's so interesting because uh, of ourselves, we would tend to shrink from so many uh, situations. I'm thinking now of people perhaps in business where they have to give a big report or do something that really they would find just so nerve-shattering. But you're saying that they can know God's peace, even in the most difficult and challenging of situations. Uh, Absolutely. Um, uh, you, you, You know, it's not just in the business world. I think every person listening is sometimes in situations where they personally feel totally inadequate. And therefore, the human response is to be afraid, is to be nervous, is to be tense. Um, Earlier this week, I had to do something that was 
very difficult, what I think many people would find exceedingly difficult. And um, somebody, somebody said to me afterwards, I said, you know, every pastor, every minister who was here would have been saying to themselves, um, I'm so glad it's not me that has to do this. Um, because they, they realize the difficulty of the situation. But, you know, I can honestly say I was completely at peace. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't tense at all. Why is that? Well, because I knew that I was the one that had to do it and that the Holy Spirit would supply everything I needed to enable me to do it. I didn't have to worry. All I had to do was just trust the Holy Spirit to show me what to do and to give me the words to speak. So often we think, talking about words to speak, that we just don't have the right words to speak in certain situations. And so we avoid those situations. But you're saying, no, we can have the right words for that person at the right time. I think there's there's something in nearly all of us that wants to put off things that we prefer not to do, situations that we don't want to face. And in fact, that can be a great failing because sometimes if we don't face up to situations, they only get worse and worse and worse, and then they're even more difficult to face up and to resolve. So uh, I believe one of the one of the fruits, one of the great positive things of having the Holy Spirit living in you is that he can give you this sense of peace that no matter how horrendous the situation may seem, it's all right. God has not lost control. He is with you. He lives in you. He's going to see you through. You are going to emerge on the other side of this valley that you're in now, and you're going to emerge triumphant. God is going to take you to a higher mountaintop than you were ever on before that situation occurred. In an extreme situation, what about people with phobias, people who are actually afraid, say, to go out? Well, of course, um, you know, the perfect love of God casts out all fear. And so we've seen already that love is the first fruit of the Holy Spirit. So I, I'm, I'm not saying that it, it's as easy as this is going to sound for those with these major phobias. But actually, the answer is that those people are going to have to come to a point of trusting the Holy Spirit, and they will discover that the Holy Spirit will not fail them, but will enable them to overcome those phobias. Uh, how you get to that point will depend very much upon the particular circumstances and the particular person, because we're all different and we all act and react differently when there are problems and tensions that we have to face. But nevertheless, the principle is the same, of coming to an understanding of it doesn't matter how I feel about this myself in the natural. If I trust in the Holy Spirit, he will enable me and he will equip me. It's really understanding that the Holy Spirit is in us. Absolutely. I mean, if you don't believe that the Holy Spirit is in you, then you're on your own. And if you're on your own, then... Of course, there's every reason to fear. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 